before we get into today's episode, we want you to go and check out Ball Men on Campus, an ESPN podcast hosted by Jay Billis, LaFonso Ellis, and Seth Greenberg. These ESPN basketball personalities give you an all-access pass inside the world of college basketball, talking to the biggest names in the sport. That's Bald Men on Campus. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Also, guys, we are so excited about our new weekday studio show, NBA Today. It's hosted by Malika Andrews, tipping off the start of the NBA season with exclusive content Monday to Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Alongside Malika, there will be a full cast of NBA experts and insiders, including Big Perk, Kendrick Perkins, Chinea Gumake, Vince Carter, Zach Lowe, the great Woj, Ramona Shelbourne, and many of our NBA reporters from around the league. So get caught up with the latest from around the NBA on NBA Today, 3 Eastern, noon Pacific on ESPN and the ESPN app. One app, one tap, and also available as a podcast. Listen to NBA Today wherever you get your podcast. Two pioneers in their respective combat sports world come together as Renee Paquette and Misha Tate break down the trending stories in MMA, pro wrestling, pop culture, and more. Catch Throwing Down with Renee and Misha live Mondays on SiriusXM Fight Nation channel 156 or stream anytime wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to a brand new episode of DC and RC. I'm Daniel Cormier. That's my man, Ryan Clark. RC, looking dapper as usual, my friend. How's <laughs> Bristol treating you? Because I know it's not the same without me up there. Listen, man, we can never we can never make what happened when you're in studio happen when you're away from me in California, but we're going to sure as hell try to do a great job of doing it, brother. It's a little bit chillier without DC here. <laughs> you know, I like to bring the heat, Ryan Clark. And on this show, we're definitely going to bring the heat. So coming up, we're going to list our top five boxers in UFC history. And if we're talking about boxers, why not bring in T-Bud himself, Terrence yes, Crawford, sir. as he gets ready for the big fight this weekend. And we also got to tap in and tap out, as we do every single week, <laughs> Ryan Clark. Yes, but sir. I'll tell you one thing, RC. One thing everybody tapped into last weekend was Max Holloway and Yair Rodriguez. When you walked away from that after Saturday afternoon, what did you feel after watching these dudes put on hey. an impressive display over five rounds? DC, I was injured, bro. I felt like I wanted to get in the ambulance <laughs> with Yair Rodriguez and go get myself checked on. I mean, that, that was a war, man. That was two dudes that understood the assignment. And the assignment was to entertain. The assignment was to strike. Mm. The assignment was to excite. And they did that for five rounds. I think... The thing that stood out to me was Jair Rodriguez, his quickness, right? His suddenness in the striking, right? His creativity. And then for Max Holloway to show that he's a complete mixed martial artist and he started to get the takedowns. We saw the ground and pound. We saw him get Jair Rodriguez up against the cage. And that, to me, was the most impressive thing about this fight. Max Holloway, who wanted to come into this fight, you know, and beat his former strike record, understood that, you know what, I may have to change some things. I may have to fight in the pocket a little bit more. I have to get this to the ground with some takedowns. And that was extremely impressive for a dude like Max, who's usually overwhelmed people with volume on their feet. It showed how good of a striker and how good of a fighter Yair mm -hmm. Rodriguez was that Max had to change up the game plan, son. He had to change it up. But, RC, I want you to look at me right now when I say this. Greatest 
fight I have ever seen in my entire life. Shut right. up. I don't know. DC, Ryan, stop it. Ryan, stop it, bro. Bro. <laughs> bro. Bro. Daniel A. Smith, stop it with the hot takes, okay? <laughs> no, no. Daniel no, A. No, Smith. No, it's not a hot take. It's not a hot take. What a, listen, Ryan, one of the greatest fights. So is it, I, okay, DC, is okay. it one of the greatest, the greatest or the greatest? greatest? Not the greatest. Okay, okay I take it okay. back because maybe I'll, maybe a little bit of hyperbole and recency <laughs> bias by saying it's the greatest <laughs> of all time. Right. But one of the best fights I have ever seen because for me to walk away from that fight on Saturday, Ryan, feeling like it had topped Gaethje versus yep. Chandler tells you how special this fight was. It tells you how impressive Max was, but mm. also the only way you can do what Max did on Saturday is to have a willing, skilled dance partner. Right. And that's exactly what Yair Rodriguez was. He presented a lot of problems to Max, and honestly, it took Max a while to get going because Yair was so uh, uh, different in his approach. Yair is so diverse. Yair is so uh, uh, special, so different. So he approaches the fight in such a massively uh, skilled way, a, a, a tricky way, that it made Max look like he didn't get started as fast as he could. Yeah. But then as the fight wore on, you saw Max Holloway in classic Max Holloway fashion. He started to pull away. The cardio was too much. As yeah. Yair started to fatigue, you started to see Max start to become that avalanche that gets rolling downhill. Now, you know what's the first thing Holloway texted me after the fight? What was that? Greatest wrestler in the UFC because he got three <laughs> takedowns. We, we spoke. <laughs> he's out of his mind. Hey. We spoke on the phone on Friday, and I said, Max, are you going to wrestle him? Because Frankie Edgar had success wrestling. He goes, don't be surprised, DC. And then he got three takedowns for the first time in his UFC career. It was a fantastic performance. But honestly... Hats off to Yair Rodriguez yeah. because it looked like he was done in like round three, mm -hmm. but he came back and fought two more hard rounds. No, I think uh, Rodriguez, with us not having seen him since, what, 2018, he showed that he's still going to be someone we have to look at in this weight division going forward. And to make Max Holloway switch up in the way he did was why I asked Max that question when we had him on on the show last week without sparring, without having an opportunity to mm -hmm. kind of feel what a fighter like that would be like, would it take a second to figure him out? And it did. And you could see the respect here between Max Holloway and Yair Rodriguez when they were in the ambulance. And Max like, hey, I don't want to touch your ankle, but you, you are right. He had the willing opponent, but he had an opponent with enough skill, with enough speed, right? With enough power to make yep. Max really have to dig deep and fight. And this is what the UFC is about. But immediately after the All fight, right. we talked to Max about what's next for him. And Max kind of calls mm -hmm. out Conor McGregor. And he has some other things that he knows is on the list for him. RCRC. What? RCRC. What, bro? You saw you bought Conor. But did you see you bought Conor Pace in front of that TV like that, man? Hey. Did you see? Hey, he's bro, the like, ultimate showman. <laughs> but what was that, RC? He just gets DC. RC, that's too much. No, D DC. RC, oh, it's too, too much. much. Oh, so you try to tell me when much. Russell when Russell Wilson hurts the the tip of his middle finger and he goes through an entire football game before the game no, starts no, no. because he's not playing. That's not too much. RC, that's we too applaud much. him. RC. We're like, way to RC, go, Russell. RC. We love you. What, RC. Oh, it's because you don't like Connor. It's because you don't like him. It's not that I don't know. It's not that it's that Connor. He's pacing in front of the team. You're not fighting Max Holloway. I understand envisioning. I understand trying to put yourself in that moment. But, dude, Max is getting ready for it. It's, 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 it's just 
too much at the moment, RC. Because the reality is right now, it's like Connor, for being the biggest star in the game, it's like he keeps attaching himself to these things. And now he's attached himself to Max Holloway because that's a fight. It's a good matchup fight because Max ain't going to be rushing him the whole time. But Holloway, it surprised me a bit, Ryan, that he said McGregor because it felt like he was on a collision course with Volkanovski to get back to the championship. Mm. But as we have now seen in a couple of occasions, that money fight, man, that draw to the money has become so 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 uh so enticing to these guys that they look at Connor and go, that's the guy I want to fight, even if the championship's on the line. And then it brings us right back to the same argument you and I had when Dustin Poirier turned on the title fight. It's like, where's the value? The cash or the belt? And it seems like right now, Max DC. Holloway might be saying, you know what, man? I had the belt for a while. Yeah. Now I want the money. Hey, DC, that belt don't pay no bills, brother. And you know that. It does, as well, though. As, as, but it does, DC, though. It, 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 allows you, it, it allows you to get the fights, right, that eventually get you the pay-per-view cards that allow you to put money in your pocket. Conor McGregor is that ticket, though. And right no matter, away, and no matter the belt. DC, no matter how much, no matter how much you hate it, because I know you are purist. I don't hate it. DC, I don't hate it, though. I didn't say you hate him. You hate it because you're a purist, DC. You, you're you're Those a guy. Herb you're, so you're trying to make me Herb Street again. Yeah, you're DC. To make you really are time, Herb right? Street, though, bro. You want you want everything to be the old way. You want wide receivers <laughs> to line up in three point stance and for offenses I to really run wish. and for offenses to run the option. It's different now, DC. Like like you yeah, were one of the, the lucky ones. Look how early I did you? Ties. You got you got a belt you got an opportunity at the belt so early on in your UFC career and then it seemed like every fight after that a belt was at stake when Daniel Cormier stepped into the octagon so it matters that's, that's not life for, DC that's not life for everybody somebody want the money and the game is changing see that, that that's what happens you, to you you're, you're like those people that hate Lamar Jackson because Lamar Jackson plays quarterback in a different way the game is different now <laughs> now the game is when so Conor McGregor is pacing back and forth in front so of his TV think, so you, before the fight. So you like, I, people get excited about that, DC. But do they? But do they? Yes. But do we, they? Are we and talking guess, about but it? But do they? I mean, yeah, but do they? Are we but talking about they, it? Or do or, 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 but then there's a section of people that go, it's too much, Connor. Like, Connor, what are you doing? Like, sit down and watch the fight like section. the rest of But there's a section of people that are going, Connor, sit down. Like, let's just all watch the fight. You're not in the octagon right now. You know, but I get it. DC. I get it. You like the flash. You like the flare. I mean, that's why you... Look, that's why you and I show up every week and I got a T-shirt on and you're dressed to the nines like you're going to prom. I don't know anybody that's been to more proms than Ryan Clark. But DC. I mean, Ryan, Lamar Jackson, I love the way Lamar Jackson plays quarterback. Now, do I like a do I like a Drew Brees? Do I like a traditional pocket yes. passer? You think I do, Ryan? Yes, you, you do. Like you want you want Drew Brees like you 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 hated that he had to retire. You'd let him play till he was forty nine and run the Saints Tom organization into the ground. <laughs> I mean, Brady's forty five and Brees is better. But look, I get it. Guys chase the money now, but ultimately Max at some point needs to go back to the champion Volkanovski. Now Volkanovski is very aware, but one thing Volkanovski said very recently was that Max is taking too much damage and the chin of Max Holloway is going to go because he got hit with a lot of shots yeah. last weekend, Ryan. And I think that's one of the things that people miss with Max Holloway is his toughness. They're overwhelmed by his offensive output, but Max is as tough as anybody in the octagon. Right. But at some point, you got to start moving ahead because every time, it's like hitting the power button. Like right. those 
video games we used to play, RC. When I was when we play Street Fighter or something like that, right? And your power bar goes down. Every time you get hit, the power bar goes down. And Volkanovski thinks now that at some point, very soon, Max Holloway won't be able to take those shots, and that's going to benefit him if they fight again. So when you think about a third matchup between the champion Alexander Volkanovsky and Max Holloway, how would you see that playing out, DC? Because there are many people that thought that Max Holloway won the second fight when he went to decision, but the cards are what the cards are. So going yep. into a third fight, do you think that Alexander Volkanovsky would be a heavy favorite against Max no. Holloway, or is this fight a toss-up? It's going to be a toss-up again because, we've, Ryan, we've seen 10 rounds. Right? Mm -hmm. We've seen 50 minutes of these two share the octagon together. And in 50 minutes, people are split. But if you look at the way the scorecards were scored, they're 5-5. Five and five. I mean, right. Volkanovski won 3-2 to two in round – or no, they're 6-4. Six 6-4. To six to but four. if people think that – it's 6-4 to four Volkanovski, but if people think that Max should have won a different round in fight two, you're looking at about a five. as even of a competition between two fighters – that you can ever get. So when you look at that, even if it's six to four on the official judges' cards, it, it, you can't put anyone as a heavy favorite. Will Volkanovski be the favorite? You would imagine because he won the first two fights. Right. But I don't know if that's going to be the case if these two are scheduled again. And the reality is they need to be scheduled again. Right. Because nobody else has proven to be able to fight them and not only fight them, but look at what they both did to Brian Ortega. Mm -hmm. Look at what they both do to the other fighters in the division. So it's very clear that they're 1A and 1B, and 1A and 1B need to compete again for a third time. And even Dana being open to it, Ryan, tells you how close and competitive these fights are because they hate giving a guy a third fight with right. a champion when they've lost the first two. Yeah, and, and and that's what's so intriguing about these two men, that the fights were so close, the fights were so competitive, and just to be honest, they were so entertaining that we would all watch a third fight no matter what the outcome of the first two were. And so I'm excited about it. I'm excited for what blessed Max Holloway has going forward and obviously the champ Alexander Volkanovsky but you know no matter who they are whether it's Michael Chandler whether it's it's Volk mm -hmm. whether it's Max Holloway when they utter the name Conor McGregor the ears perk up and that's why DZ the two division purist has to talk about it <laughs> on our show and our podcast but DC speaking <laughs> of our show and our podcast I think you got to pay some bills man you got to add read over there go on get it started you know what makes Modelo special it's brewed for those with the fighting spirit. You wouldn't expect anything less from the official beer of the UFC. Ryan Modelo was the underdog. It came from humble beginnings and it never gave up. It's brewed from premium hops to create a crisp Pilsner-style lager which set the standard for authentic Mexican beer. So the next time you're tuning into a UFC fight card, make sure you've got the beer that's always in your corner. Modelo. It's brewed for those with the fighting spirit. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. What Terrence Bud Crawford has done to this point in his career has been nothing short of spectacular. He's the WBO champion. Dude's 15 and 0 in title fights. Number two pound for pound only behind Canelo Alvarez. And only one of seven boxers to win titles at lightweight, junior welterweight, and welterweight. Terrence Crawford is truly, truly special. And right now, we're joined by the man himself, T Bud, out of Nebraska. Terrence Crawford, what's up, my man? How you doing, my brother? <laughs> what's going on, man? I'm doing good. Just chilling out. What up, champ? What it do? 
Hey, man, I'm just, listen, I'm trying to figure out how you you grew up in Nebraska and you weren't somewhere trying to run the option and be like Tommy Frazier. I mean, we're all, <laughs> hey, we all excited, bro, that you're, the, that you're the champ, man, and we see you in the ring week in and week out putting people down, but I thought I'd be seeing you running a little option. You know, Nebraska, that's what y'all do with the Cornhuskers. Man, I, I had to quit. I had to quit football, man. I was too little coming up, man. <laughs> I was broke out. I had to you go know, back but- to boxing. But, you know, you got the big fight this weekend, Sean Porter, a fight that a lot of people have been looking forward to. When you look at Sean Porter and you look at the the, the different style, the overwhelming approach, do you expect anything different when he approaches you because mm-hmm. of your counter-striking ability? Or do you think that Sean Porter is going to be Sean Porter and try to come at you from minute one? I think Sean Porter is going to be Sean Porter. You know, he's going to do a little coming forward, you know, if not a lot of coming forward. Uh, he's going to do a lot of boxing. Uh, Sean Porter can mix it up in there. So we're just preparing ourselves to uh, tackle any Sean Porter that comes to the to the uh, table on fight night. You know, we know Sean Porter like to mix it up, and we're going to do just that. Terry, uh, T-Bud, you mentioned that Sean Porter is going to be Sean Porter and approach this fight in the way that he feels that he can have success. We've watched you have success in many ways. When when you're fighting boxers that make you the counter puncher, you can do that. If you need to be on the attack, you can do that. Obviously, great defense, great power. What is it about your skill set that gives you confidence that you can walk into the ring and leave victorious against Sean Porter? Just the ability, the ability to adjust and, you know, uh, fight any style you know I think that's my best attribute is uh, figuring out my opponent and doing what I need to do to get the job done and as well as you know uh, being able to catch them when they not least expect it you know bud when I watch you fight and I, I've watched you fight for a long time what interests me the most is your ability to make reads, right? Mm-hmm. You're not a guy that overwhelms from the start. You take your time, you build your reads. Is that what you plan to do with Sean? Because once you get it, and and, and this, this is what I was trying to do. As I look, I'm going, what was Terrence Crawford's hardest time? And right. it's hard to point to one because you take your time. Once you get your reads, you're kind of cruising. Yeah. Do you intend to kind of take that first round to get those reads and figure out how to approach Sean Porter? Well, it depends. You know, Sean Porter may just come out and jump on me and may try to outwork me. So, you know, uh, I've been knowing Sean for a long time. And, you know, uh, my take on Sean fighting me is I believe, you know, he's going to try to jump on me and don't give me time to think and try as hard as to make sure that I'm uncomfortable and I fight his fight and I fight his pace. But at the same time, you know, uh, is danger with uh, doing so. So, you know, he got to be careful. And at that point in time, that's when, you know, the fight's going to, uh, you know, settle in and, you know, we're going to do our thing. 
But obviously, you know, we've watched you leave the ring victorious every time you stepped into it. When you're fighting a dude like Sean Porter, who has lost to Errol Spence, another star in the game, who's lost to Brooke, is, is there a fear for you going against a guy that's lost three that there's nothing to gain from a fight like this? Because I, I, would, I would look and think that your ultimate goal is to fight the best, is to make those super fights. But stepping into the ring with someone as experienced, someone as skilled as Sean Porter, but someone who has had some losses is, is there a fear that if you lose to a guy like this, it truly taints what you're trying to accomplish overall in setting up some of those huge fights down the road? Well, you know, I wouldn't say a fear, you know, but it is uh, something that lies in the back of your mind. It's right. like you, you really don't have too much to, 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 to uh, well, what I want to say. Game. I, I, about to, I know you don't want to yeah. just say game because it's still a win if you get it. So, <laughs> so uh, It's a fight. You know, he's one of the top welterweights in the division for a reason. Mm. And for that reason, this is the reason why we fighting. And, you know, so be it. But you know what? It, it, for a guy that goes up in weight, there's always the questions. Obviously, Ryan mentioned Errol Spence. Everybody talks about it. But for the boxing peers, for people out there, they feel like a lot of questions will be answered as to what type of success T-Bud can really have at welterweight right. this weekend. Do you see that? Because you're in there with a real 147-pounder. Mm -hmm. You're in there with a big guy that shared the ring with uh, Errol Spence, right. with Kell Brook. They, a lot of people think this is the weekend that shows what T-Bud's ceiling is at 147. Do you feel the same way? Well, you know, I feel like every 147-pounder that I – shared the ring with is a real 147 pounder you know uh it's crazy for everybody to say that i'm not fighting guys that's really full-blown 147 pound uh fighters and i'm i'm just like well what are they then you know we right. we in we 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 eat we gain weight and we fight. Mm -hmm. That's why we went in to see what weight we is. But, you know, uh, this this week is going to tell the tale. But what do you weigh, though, bud? What do you weigh, like, right now? Right now, I'm 155. That's still eight pounds to go. So yeah. you ain't small. <laughs> nah, he ain't no little dude. And stop stop trying to little boy him, DC. You trying to treat him. No, I'm not trying to little like, boy Like, like you bud. treat Don't me you on the show. That. I, yeah, yeah, you no, trying I ain't to... trying to do that to the champ. Nah, you hey, trying hey, to... bud. You got to watch this guy right here, man. This <laughs> hey. dude here is a troublemaker. No. Listen, the only thing I'm trying to do, I'm trying to protect my guy, T-Bud, because I'm closer <laughs> to your weight than he is, and I already felt you sizing him up, so I wanted to make sure that he no. knew. The, hey, no, I, I did No, I wanted to make sure that he knew if we add T-Bud's weight <laughs> and my weight, then us, all three of us are in the same weight class. We just got to fight together. So y'all trying to, to say, oh, so, so y'all trying to say, so you trying to say y'all going to jump me? We gonna you fight, see this? See what I'm talking about? We're going to do the Siamese boxing like last week. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to jump you. You ain't finna take us down. Heck no. T-Bud, my, my last question for you, you know, will be, you, you mentioned people speaking about, you know, saying that you haven't fought true 147 pounders. What do you want to prove this weekend, though? You mentioned nothing to gain. Obviously, if people don't think you've truly been in the ring with, with someone at that size who can be bigger, who can be as powerful, who is as skilled, then there is a ton to gain this weekend. What do you want to show people when this fight kicks off? I just want to show them, you know, it's the reason why, you know, I'm rated so high in the pound for pound list, you know, uh, 
it's a reason why I am where I am. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, it's going to show this Saturday. Hey, Terrence, listen, man, uh, watching you fight has been tremendous. Heck yeah. You know, one thing I want to say real quick, though, before I let you go, the atmosphere in Nebraska when you fight second to none. But I see you around those youth wrestling tournaments with your kids. <laughs> Ryan, this dude's kids are insanely good wrestlers. But do you get more nervous when them dudes about to step on the line and wrestle? You know you do he does. Because you seem so calm and everything. <laughs> are you more nervous when them kids go to wrestle? I'm way more nervous <laughs> watching my kids than I am, you know, because, you know, in some of them tournaments, man, you see them little kids getting put to sleep, broken arms. You know, the last tournament we just went to uh, up in Denver, this guy broke his neck, you mm. know, so Jeez. it's like you mm. never want anything bad to happen to no kid, let alone right. your own. Yeah, well, nothing bad has happened to your kids in the wrestling room. Nothing bad has happened to you in your career, my friend. Congratulations yeah. on Congrats, all the success. Brother. I'll see you and the boys at tournaments all around the country, <laughs> and good luck this weekend. Enjoy yourself, Terrence Crawford. Thank you for joining us. Show, sure, I appreciate it. Thanks good for luck, having brother. Me. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the champ, Terrence T. Bud Crawford. He defends his title this weekend. Now, guys, Atlassian, no matter what you're trying to accomplish at work, it takes a team to come together to make it happen. Teams come in all shapes and sizes, but they aren't always on the same page. Tools, processes often hold teams back by limiting visibility and the flow of information to make good decisions. Jira Service Management from Atlassian powers IT teams to work together to deliver a great service experience at high velocity. Jira Service Management helps teams of all sizes work together to deliver a great service experience. IT, development, and business team can use Jira Service Management to manage requests and response to changes at lightning speed. Teams can customize service portals and workflows to support customer requests at scale. Through a single collaborative solution, teams have better visibility into the work of others and information flows more freely. Development and operation teams can manage changes with confidence. Jira service management empowers teams and empowered teams deliver great service experiences. So learn more at Atlassian.com slash Jira Service Management. That's Atlassian.com slash Jira Service Management. Ryan Clark, it is Atlassian.com <laughs> slash Jira Service Management. I tell you, hey, that's a mouthful, RC. Hey. That, was, that was long. They I'm, said, hey. I'm glad you, you had to do it. Gonna, <laughs> hey, Ryan, they're saying we're going to pay y'all. Y'all going to get all our information <laughs> out here. They are not messing around, my brother. How about Terrence Crawford? Man, T, hey, Crawford? listen. He's a man. T-Bud is a monster. You know, we've seen him win in dramatic fashion. We've seen him outbox people. We've seen him counterpunch people. I'm excited to see what happens against Sean Porter, going up against someone that big, someone that skilled, with a ton to prove, in my opinion. But speaking of boxers, DC, it seemed that one all-time great MMA boxer had a little tweet about who was the best boxer in the game. And I know you hate this guy, but I think he's pretty darn good. Hey, I don't this, hate him. So, hey. <laughs> he was talking about Max, right? Because Max always says, RC, he's the best boxer. Connor writes, best boxer, my crack. The guy's been smacked the most smacks in UFC history. Most shots absorbed is not the best boxer, guys. I'm sorry. And I love the kid. So, you know, RC, underneath the, the, the pacing in front of the television. Right. 
underneath the words. There is respect for Max Holloway. But this kind of have a point. If you're the best boxer in the you world, know, you know, the best boxer in the UFC, you can't get hit so much. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I think we there are very few fighters in the UFC that we think about their defense or being defensive specialists on their feet. Right. Obviously, we always talk about their ability to avoid submissions, their ability to avoid ground and pound. But, you know, like the, the defense on the feet isn't really something we always point to unless it's the obvious thing. Right. Like you're watching Anderson Silva with his back against the cage and you can see him dodge punches and counter strike and then yep, pick yep, and choose yep. his spots. But Max Holloway is a volume fighter. Max Holloway is a dude that once pointed to the middle of the octagon for the last 10 seconds and said the hell with defense, the hell with skill. Let's, Let's do this. And that's part of why we love him but you would have to tell me more about when does the chin go when do you get hit enough to where it's over you know i know hey. for me i got to like year 11 and there were certain places that i could get hit in the helmet and i'd be out that Bro. weren't the same thing is it the, cra first isn't it the craziest thing is it the craziest thing though like yeah a, a punch or something that generally would not do nothing <laughs> yeah maybe they'd knock you out but it's like you're like wow that was actually kind of that like was different me. that's when you start to realize <laughs> yeah. that the brain starting to react differently to the shots. And I'm sure, like you said, you're 11, you might hit your helmet here right. and opposed to here. And you're like, wow, that one actually kind of buzzed me a little bit. Exactly. It's so crazy how time changes. Now, now one thing about Connor saying that Max has been hit a lot. Sure. I think you give up something in defense whenever you decide to be a pressure fighter like right. Max Holloway. Exactly. I always point to Cain Velasquez. Cain Velasquez got dropped twice <laughs> by Czech Congo because his intent was to go forward mm -hmm. and pressure you, so he got hit a lot. But when Max needs to be a defensive specialist, We've seen he it. needs to be a defensive wizard. We saw it in the cater fight, yes. right, when he was just dipping and dodging. Now, did, did, it, did, it, did it lead to a Stefan Bonner type? Type of knockout? Did it lead to a Forrest Griffin type of knockout like Anderson had? No. Right. But it does show you that he can what do Max Holloway can be when he needs. Max is no Floyd Mayweather. Max is no, no. James Tony, no shell guy. But Max can defend when he needs to. Yeah, Max can absolutely defend, and he sure as hell can box. So speaking of that, DC, we brought the list back, and we already know oh, yeah. that you are going to cheat. We're about to go with <laughs> the best MMA boxers of all time. You get to give your okay. top five first because you always listen to mine, and you double some up and do okay. some type of okay. freaky okay. Bill Belichick's type stuff. You're up, DC. I got mine <laughs> all right, off so here we go. too. So at number five, Right, one of the greatest boxers. He did most of his work with his hands. He became the heavyweight champion of the world with his hands. First fight on Fox knocked out Cain Velasquez to become the champion. At number five, I'm picking Junior Dos Santos. I think Junior was a fantastic boxer. He fought behind a great jab that led to those massive overhand rights that he would land all the time. At number four, I'm going to go with Conor McGregor because Conor McGregor, once again, does most of his work with his hands and also... Conor McGregor got to fight Floyd Mayweather and went nine rounds yep. with Floyd Mayweather Jr. If you can do that, yep. regardless of what you feel about Conor McGregor, he has to be. And we all in know the you hate him, so. Absolutely. No, wait, no, no, I don't absolutely <laughs> I said absolutely. hate him. Absolutely. I, I, I came off wrong. I don't absolutely hate him. At number three, I'm going with P. God, you're so bad. At number three, I'm going with Piotr Young. What we saw a couple weeks ago, the way that he uses his hands. Tremendous. And the guy's like a 10-time world boxing champion in Russia. So Piotr Jan goes to number three. At number two, I'm using my boy Max Holloway because I think Max Holloway with the hands is a great boxer. The volume, 
overwhelmed. You better not have all four of these guys on your list, too. Because that would just tell me that Jake got my list and oh. sent it to you. And at number one, at number one, the greatest boxer in mixed martial arts history, the greatest boxer in UFC mixed martial arts to fight in an octagon, James Tony. James Tony may not have shown his ability that to strike count. in there. DC, that doesn't no, count. Stop, stop. DC. It does, of course. James Tony is number one for me because guess what? No. Even though he got taken down and submitted by Randy, James Tony is the middleweight champ of the world. James yeah. Tony fought Bernard Hopkins. Yes. James Tony is one of the greatest boxers of all time. So, so Ryan, if we're going to give Connor credit for fighting Floyd and being in a boxing ring as one of the greatest of all time, how can you omit James Tony, DC. who had an entire boxing career as one of the greatest hey. we've ever seen? Hey, DC, guess what? If I if yes. I ever if I ever get into the the octagon, you know what I'm gonna be? I'm gonna be the greatest what? tackler that's ever stepped into the yes, octagon. Yes, of course you right? would be the best. I'm a, you, I'm, well, yeah, I'm, well, yeah, they've been some football players, but they've never bro, been at your level. So I would I would put be you the I, I would be as yes. the best football player that's, to ever fight. That's not how it is, DC. Okay, I'm about to run through mine. What do you mean? I'm going. Let me. Can I go through my list, DC? Can I go through my list? Crazy. Right? Okay. At number There's five, no point, at number five, I have Conor McGregor for all the reasons you said Conor McGregor should be on your list at four. So I made your argument for you. At okay. number four, I have Piotr Jan because wow. of all the things you said about Surprise. Piotr Jan. Surprise. At number Surprise. three, I have Julia Dos Santos. Oh yes. my goodness. <laughs> yes, I have Julia Dos Santos at number three. At number two, I have Max Blessed Holloway. Oh. I don't care what you say, brother. Max Holloway belongs on this list, and at uh, of course, and and at number one, Anderson Silva, because he's an oh, action. Yeah, oh, my and oh, get the win, RC. James Tony, get the win, RC. James Tony still, James Tony is still. Oh, oh, James. Hey, Anderson was a great boxer. Anderson's doing good in boxing now, right? But still, Anderson's boxing credentials does not match DC. up to James. Tony, DC. James Tony is the greatest boxer to ever grace the octagon or in eight side. And there's been some boxers that have fought mixed martial arts. They've been good boxers, but no one has ever done it at the level of James Tony. DC. Right, you lost. We're, we're, we're you talking lost, about, DC, we're talking about people who display their boxing in no, the no, no, octagon. No. It's different. No, no. It's we're different to no. be able to box. Excuse me, Jake, can you put our our list up side by side, please? I mean, dude, is, that, is it possible? Dude, it's the same list. Is it possible to put our list up side by side? It's the okay. same exact list. DC, oh, I forgot. I forgot. We had one last thing, DC. One last thing I, I wanted to add. I have an honorable mention. At oh. A, at one, at one B, one, at one B, two B, three B, four B, and five B, and then whatever order you want to put them, I got Vitor, Dominique Cruz, Holly Holm, Wait, Amanda Nunez, and Cody Garbrandt. Thank you. I won. Oh, I won. I've so won. Add those guys. That's my that? honorable mention. Best of the rest. So truly. Yo, you can't do that. DC. You can't do that. DC. No, you can't do that's that. That's my best of the rest. That. My Ryan, list is that. better than your. Ryan, DC. You are you Ryan, mad? You can't do are you that. mad you didn't think of it, Bill Belichick? Dude, you can't. No, are you, you mad can't you didn't do that? Are you mad you didn't deflate the footballs? You're mad Bro, you, you didn't film the Rams practice? Get over it. Bro, you can't do that. That's my list. You can't do you can't do 10 people. You can't do 10 people. Attack. Jake, Jake, where are you, Jake? I'm going to allow it. It's allowed. You can't 
do. Jake, you can't do 10 people. I just cuss. I just cuss. You can't do 10 people. Jake, you can't do 10 people. Like, five and six, okay, sometimes. Like, but 10 people, Jake? This is... Corporate Jake, can you this answer? Is the equivalent, this is the equivalent of doing oh, the entire Nick Diaz army. Dude, hey, if, if you, if you, no if you add up all the times that you added a six, it's still less than RC's 10 today. Ryan, you think you think this is the equivalent of doing the Nick Diaz Academy or Army or whatever it's it, called? It is. This is That's the equivalent nonsense, of picking bro. the and Detroit even... Pistons as an entire person. This is, this is my list. That is this my top so five stupid. boxers, and that's my best of the rest. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. That is absolutely ridiculous. Like, how am I supposed to go forward? How can I How can I do the rest of this show with the knife that's in my back? It seems as though you guys are over in Bristol deciding to bully me because this guy just cheated. You actually just cheated. And you know one guy? You know one guy that's going to be really pissed off, kind of, that you didn't list him because he has shown tremendous striking ability to? Is my man Leon Edwards. And once again, you guys all like, all you guys love to just crap on Leon. Well, Leon had to deal with some crap last week, and let me clean up the language, because his fight, Jorge Masvidal, was off. So he said, disappointed, but honestly, I knew that this fraud didn't want to fight me anyway. He was just a stop-off on the way to the title. The goal remains the same. Now some much-needed family time. Usman 84, I will see you soon. That was Leon Edwards reacting to Jorge Masvidal pulling out. Now it would seem like he is in line for a title shot. But yeah. Ryan, from the outside, what does it look like the UFC? What do you think the UFC should do with Leon Edwards when you're looking at it from uh, your perspective? I'm so flustered right now. I'm so flustered. <laughs> hey, you lost. DC, <laughs> you lost. My list was better. Uh, if, they, if they get into a team fight, my team wins because my team has 10 people. That's right. We have 10 people. We are the Avengers. You are not. Face it. I win. You can be mad. Go cry to somebody else because I don't care about your tears. And nobody cares about Leon Edwards' tears either. And when you, what? And when, and when you think of Dana White and you think of the, the UFC, the one thing you can't do to me, DC, is set Leon Edwards back. Right. Or, or, or treat him like he hasn't earned a title shot next yes, because yes, the yes, Jorge yes, Masvidal yes, yes, yes. fight is off. And I'm not going to lie. You know, I, I kind of threw it on 
threw it around too that Hamzat should, should get the shot against Bro, Leon. That's crazy. Because we, but there is no way that Leon Edwards should take that fight. There's no Don't. way that Le, Leon Edwards should need to take that fight or be asked Don't. to take that fight. But the question for no. me is this though, DC, if you're Leon Edwards, is it worth waiting for Kamaru Usman to take his family time before you fight again? Because what we've seen and what we saw with his fight with Diaz was in the fifth round when Nate Diaz did touch him after winning for four and a half rounds, you think to yourself, oh, it can happen that quick. That quickly, mm -hmm. that shot at the championship could have been gone. That's the life of a UFC fighter. That's the life of a mixed martial artist. So if you're Leon mm -hmm. Edwards, is it better to just sit, sit on ice and chill until Kamaru Usman is ready? Or do you think of taking another fight against no. a top contender? Dude, I'm going to tell you one thing I'm not doing is fighting Hamza Chumayev. I'm right. definitely not fighting him because it's such a bad style matchup. And right. like you said, Ron, why should he have to fight again? Exactly. He's, he's never, he hasn't lost in 10 fights. And honestly, if he would have waited, he probably could have fought Kamar Usman anyways. He mm -hmm. was next in line. He just took the Masvidal fight. But let's not go crazy here. And I, I put a video out uh, the other day about Leon Edwards. And honestly, he's fought, Ryan. He fought. Bilal Muhammad, yep. unfortunately, the fight was stopped because of an eye pull. Yep. He fought Nate Diaz. Mm -hmm. He was signed up to fight Jorge Masvidal all this year. So it's not like Leon isn't willing to fight. Right. Leon wants to fight. Leon wants to be in there fighting. And by being willing, by having that win streak, by being undefeated in 10 fights and still willing to take these fights, it gets you good favor with the organization. Okay. So now I think it's time for him to just sit and wait, Ryan. He's got his title shot. And honestly, Rocky's a friend of mine. He's a good guy. But with the way Kamaru Usman has fought lately, sometimes what you're asking for is not what you want. Now, Leon <laughs> feels... Hey, hey. Now, Leon hey, feels... Watch what you ask for. You just might get it. <laughs> you just might get it, right? Like, you want a title fight, okay. Now you got to fight the Nigerian nightmare. But... Leon feels like because Usman has done so well with his hands, that gives him more of an opportunity. Right. Because he thinks that Usman's fallen in love with the hands, and by him falling in love with the hands, he makes himself more vulnerable to a guy that has fantastic striking like Leon Edwards. Yeah, and, and, and that's the one thing that I was listening to in listening to Leon talk about the Jorge fight being called off or being pulled because of energy injury is what he feels about fighting Kamaru Usman and the ways that it can be different. I think even when a wrestler like like, like yourself, you, you know, you became such a great striker. I think when you get in times of crisis, right? And, and, and if you're <laughs> caught with one, if you feel like, okay, this guy's kind of out, out striking me as we stand, you revert back to what you know. Yep. Like you revert back to what you're comfortable. You don't, you don't actually, like you don't, excel all right or your skill doesn't level up on the on, on your feet what happens is you go back to what you've practiced your entire life which is wrestling you go back to pinning him against the cage you go back to shooting for takedowns mm -hmm. you go back to making it a grappling match and i think kamara uzman can do that if it if it's needed but he's been so good on his feet he's been so powerful he's been so hard to figure out that's why fights haven't gone to the mat. And so if I'm Leon Edwards, yep. I'm not sitting around thinking to myself, oh, this time it will be different because Kamaru Usman has fallen in love with this stand-up game. Because guess why, DC? He's putting people to sleep <laughs> that way too. 
So it doesn't really yeah. matter. Like the dude hasn't mm. lost. And so there is no reason to feel good and, and pound your chest because you think Kamaru Usman is fighting in a style that benefits you more because it's probably yeah. benefited a lot of the other people he fought. he's fought recently and he still walked out victorious with that belt wrapped around his waist. Absolutely. And Ryan, you saw it in the first Masvidal fight when he needed to. He took him down over and over again, really yep. slowed down the fight, spent the time in the clinch to ensure that he kept his championship. Leon Edwards has a tall hill to climb in Kamaru Usman. The guy is the pound for pound number one fighter in the world. Uh, he's the best right now. But a guy that's really starting to build a case is Hamzat Shemaev. After what he did to Lee Jing Leon was insane. And Gilbert Burns, the Reno jiu-jitsu master, is now saying, hey, you want to give me Hamzat? I'll take him. I ain't afraid of nobody. So it looks like Chimaev versus Burns may be the next fight for these two. How exciting is that, that a guy that's up there ranked as high as Gilbert Burns is saying, give me the kid. I think it speaks to the toughness of Dorino, but also it shortens his uh, it shortens his path to getting back to a title shot, and he understands the risk is worth the reward. But for Chimaev, he gets past Burns. Yeah. You're looking at the guy that will challenge for the title next. Is yeah, this the right fight? I, I think it's the right, I think it's the right fight for Chimaev. Uh, we've just seen him overwhelm all sorts of fighters and fighters who fight in all, all sorts of different styles, right? We've seen him overwhelm stand-up guys. We've seen him overwhelm grapplers, uh, jiu-jitsu specialists, and obviously Gilbert Burns, who has kind of fallen in love with his stand-up game as well. And how can you not when you're as explosive as he is with his hands? But Hamzat Chemaev presents a totally different issue for wh whomever he's in the octagon with, and he wants this fight. If I'm him, this is the perfect fight. You're you're going to get a chance to go against the number two guy in the weight division and know that no matter what, if you win it, you will get the winner of the next. If, if it is Usman and Leon Edwards, we see next. Chimaev knows he'll get he'll get the winner of that fight. You sign up for this the minute the UFC offers it if you're Hamzat Chimaev. And if you're Gilbert Burns, I respect you. I think it's awesome that you're willing to take this fight. But this is a huge, I mean humongous risk to fight a guy who has been as dominant as Chimaev is, no matter what you feel about his opponents since he's been into in the UFC. You know, I love the fight, RC. I absolutely love the fight. I love the fight for Gilbert Burns. I love the fight for Hamza Chimaev because Gilbert Burns, since going up to welterweight, has been nothing short of spectacular. Even the fight against Stephen Wonderboy Thompson showed that he is entrenched at number two. He's one of the very best welterweights in the world. And for us, when we watch Hamzat, we need to see him in there with that upper echelon of guy to see if he's really ready. Because people at this point are okay if you just said, Hamzat, you're fighting Usman, but... We just don't know yet, right? right? Because we haven't seen him deal with adversity. We haven't seen him have to overcome. And we just may not. I mean, he may be so good that we may not see that until he gets in there with the champion. I don't know. But a lot of questions will be answered when he fights Gilbert Burns because Dorino is too good to not deal him some of those things yeah. that we need to see from an up-and-coming challenger like that. Especially someone, because honestly... The the, the 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 research we have, RC, you know, you watch 20 football games and right. you watch the fights. We don't have much on Hamzad. We don't. We just don't have we much don't. on him. We don't know 
really what we have in front of us because he just has buzzed through everyone. Mm -hmm. He won't do that with Gilbert Burns. And if he does, <laughs> oh. what if he does, though? Ryan, what if he does? Like, Bro, what if he does? It, to if it, if it's another one of these, if it's another one like, of these dominant strikes to strikes absorbed, and another one of these, as soon as he gets him on the mat, it's a route. Like it's it's it's, it's 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 done. You put him in there with Kamaru Usman, and there's no then questions you start to, asked. Hey, then we start to look at the champ and go, "Hey, man, you got you yeah. got some you got some <laughs> stuff to deal with, champ." Like then you start looking at Usman, right, Ryan? Like, right. yo, this dude right here, you got some stuff to deal with, champ. So. Uh, it, a lot of questions, like, hey, just like T-Bud's going to answer some questions yep. with Sean Porter this weekend, questions about Chumayev will be answered when he fights against Gilbert Burns 100%. once this fight becomes official. Now, Ryan, you know what time it is. What time it is, DC? Oh, you know what time oh, it is, my guy. Corporate Jake, hit us. Let's go. The Ultimate Fighter is set to return in early 2022, with Colby Covington having just fought earlier this month and Majidal now off of UFC 269. Things are lining up perfectly. So, DC, tap in or tap out that Colby Covington and Jorge Majidal should be the next tough coaches. I'm tapping in. No-brainer. This is a no-brainer. I mean, you want on the Ultimate Fighter to have guys that can't stand each other. Do you remember Rampage and Rashad? Yes. How those guys would fight every single time? Do you remember Chael and Vandalay yes. fighting on set? I can't, I, mean, I can't let you get close. That, I can't let you get close, Vandalay. Yeah, I, I can't, can't let, let you, you get close. close. Chill's all, <laughs> all like politician chill. I can't let you get too close and then double legs him. Like, you've got to have that bad blood, and these two would make for a great season of television. I'm tapping in. Yeah, and I'm, I'm tapping in because this will be exciting from the beginning. Like, it was cool to see Brian Ortega and Alex, and, and, and Alex Volkanovsky get to a point to where they, they didn't like each other, but it had to grow. These two dudes would walk into the house, walk into the gym, hating each other from the beginning. And we know one thing that Kobe Covington knows, knows how to do is build a fight, right? It's build animosity. Yep. And you don't even need to build it. It's going to be that way from the very beginning. And then what does that do it bleeds into the fighters right it bleeds mm -hmm. into the fight it bleeds into every interaction we see on that show and so man i'll tap in six times for this and yep. watch six seasons of kobe covington <laughs> or masvidal as coaches and and rc i can attest to this kobe covington brings the eyes like people yes. tune in to watch kobe covington and he would do that for the ultimate fight by the corporate jake hit us with another Following his loss to Justin Gaethje at UFC 268, Michael Chandler took to Twitter to seek his next challenger and chose none other than Conor McGregor. McGregor responded that it should happen down the line. So RC, tap in or tap out on Chandler versus McGregor as soon as 2022. Oh, I tap in. I tap in with this 100%. After Michael Chandler's performance against Justin Gaethje, I'd pretty much let that dude pick whoever he wants to fight as long as it's not a champion. And here's here is why I say it. You know, and Connor said it. I'm down at some stage for sure. Great fight the other night, Mike. Congrats. And then Michael Chandler says, thank you, sir. It would be my pleasure. See you soon. Here's the other thing about Michael Chandler. He's the <laughs> most he's the most likable MMA fighter since Daniel smart. Cormier. 100% hey, like smart. Michael Chandler, <laughs> everything he does, like I'm with it. Every time he talks, I'm with it. Here is the thing I'll say about his fight against Justin Gaethje. After watching him fight Charles Oliveira, 
Oliveira and take that left, that quick, short, precise left and drop, there was no way you could have convinced me that he would stand up nope. to that sort of punishment against Justin Gaethje. And he not only stood up to the punishment, he dropped his hands in the last round and walked his face into the punishment. <laughs> That's what you needed to see from him. And what that tells me is after watching him for the first three minutes of the first round and every time we've ever seen Conor McGregor be standing up for the first three minutes of the first round, it would be more explosion than the fourth of July and I am here for it. <laughs> Ryan, I, I got to tap in, but I'm tapping into how smart Michael Chandler is because his stock would never be higher than the week after he fought Justin Gaethje. It it's on everybody's mind. Right. Look, people call out Conor McGregor every day. It's a matter of getting the timing right so that he responds. Right. He wouldn't always respond to a Michael Chandler, yeah. but he responded to Michael Chandler because he had just had a tremendous fight. Right. Smart by Michael Chandler in a really good matchup for Connor because Michael isn't wrestling anymore. Mm -hmm. He's standing and striking. So you put Connor in there with a guy that strikes, you give him an opportunity. It's a good matchup, good fight. I'm tapping in, but I'm more tapping into how smart Michael Chandler was because he nailed the timing of calling out a Connor McGregor. Corporate Jake, do you have any more left? Got one more. This Saturday, a pair of top 10 bantamweights face off between former women's bantamweight champion Misha Tate and Caitlin Vieira. So DC, tap in or tap out that with a win, Tate will be next in line for a title shot versus Amanda Nunes. Oh, man. I mean, kind of tap in because who else? Like who else? As I look at it, like I, I don't know if Amanda gets through Juliana Pena. I don't know who else right now off the top of my head is on a win streak at 135. And maybe that's uh, just me not being as knowledgeable to the weight division as I should be, but it's a big name, yep. a former champion, yep. a rematch, yep. who is now on a win streak after coming back. Misha looks in phenomenal shape. Misha has never looked physically more strong. Right. She's so in tune with her body in terms of her nutrition and her training that she looks as though she's made the correct changes after having uh, her baby uh, to come back into the sport to really challenge for the belt again. Um, yeah, I, I got to tap in because I cannot – in my mind, right now, I think of anyone that would be more deserving um, to fight Amanda Nunes. Yeah, I, I tap in as well. And for every single reason that DC said, if she goes out and she wins this fight, who else is there? Like, who else is there for us to get excited about? And we do this every time with Amanda Nunes and her <laughs> contender or her challenger and, and or her I, opponent. RC, it's, it, it speaks to her dominance, right? Like that, 100%. Because she's going through everybody, right? Yes. So it's not like... It's not like we're disrespecting the women in the weight. It's no. It's just that Amanda's kind of beat everybody up already. Exactly. And I think, and how many times can we keep seeing saying that we just rather watch her fight Valentina Shevchenko every every opportunity uh before we actually get it? And I think we've seen that twice. Misha Tate, she comes she, she starts this winning streak by winning her next fight. I think you put her in there because we also have to understand we don't know how much longer we're going to have this opportunity with Misha Tate. How many more fights yep. she'll take or when does she slip up? And so to me, if you're the UFC and you want to keep Amanda active, you want to give her a title contender that is worthy, I believe Misha Tate would be the next step in that journey for yeah. Amanda if she beats Juliana Pena, which you have said over and over again, she Dude, will lose. It's a tough fight. No, I never said she's going to lose. I said it's a tough fight. No, remember you kept saying... 
No, DC, remember you kept saying that Amanda was going to lose and you said like if she doesn't lose to Juliana Pena, she's not better than I never Kayla said Harrison that. anyway. I never and that said, she's not I never the, said remember, that. But remember, never, DC, when you said though. Amanda Nunes wasn't the goal, you remember you said that? I'll tell you one thing. No, I did. Let me tell you one thing, Ryan. I, I, hey, from a distance, meeting you in that airport in Atlanta and then watching you on TV with that smooth delivery style. Hey, hats off the other day for your take on, on celebrating. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Thank Ryan, you, you, brother. Have, you nailed it, my brother. Thank hey, you, brother. You that, I mean, that was the best take I've seen in regards to the celebration. But Ryan, hanging out with me, you're starting to become a bit of a liar, like Max Holloway said. <laughs> you're starting to take on some of the bad behavior, Ryan Clark. Get it together. Now, Saturday, guys, we get Misha Tate and Caitlin Vieira from the UFC Apex. I'm up in that piece, RC. I'm going to be up in there to stick that microphone in Vieira or Misha Tate's face and give them the opportunity to say that you want Amanda Nunez next. The main car starts at 6 p.m. Eastern. The prelims start at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and those early prelims are always fantastic. Ron, you got to get it together. Ron, you really do have to get it together, my friend, because you are becoming, I mean, it's bad. It's I mean, bad. You know, you know, I think it was amazing, D.C.? I just want to say thank you for teaching me all that you have, uh, showing me how to really do a list it's like perfection. hanging out with a bad kid at school. Yeah. It's like hanging out with a bad kid at school. <laughs> hey. And then you start to act like him, right? Hey, you like, might be like, I don't want you. I don't want you hanging out with that little Daniel. He always ended Look something. At, he, he all dirty, too. Look at his pants all dirty. <laughs> he never took his shirt and his shoes all messed up. He just looked like he causing trouble everywhere y'all go. Ours. Hey, that, but that's who you are, DC. And I am now taking <laughs> on those characteristics. But I realize that now that I have the characteristic of a two division <laughs> champ, I will be more accepted in the MMA world. So don't guess what? Eight. Every time we don't do a top five, around. you might get yeah. 10. Don't cheat. Hey, don't don't cheat. You need to kind of clean that up and don't be running around beating people because you know, like, like I walk around the football field and I act like I'm Ryan Clark. Like, I got a Super Bowl ring. I'm trying to act like I played in the football. <laughs> like, I got a friend. I got a friend that has a Super Bowl <laughs> ring and that made a Pro Bowl. So don't just take me as a fighter and start to beat up people at ESPN. Keep it together, not, my friend. I, I'm Don't not be treating people nobody. the wrong way. Don't be treating people the wrong way, RC. Ryan, hey, it's been great. We got some momentum. Guys, we're off next week. See you so in two. two weeks. You get a new episode of DC and RC. Guys, we appreciate all the support. We love you. Everywhere you get your podcast, like, subscribe, get to YouTube and watch the show. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Peace.